There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Previously on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Well, listen, as you guys know, like, my dad's a Bigfoot expert. My dad is the world's leading cryptozoologist. I saw the animals, and then I just got a glimpse of something else, something that was wearing them, something metal. But then there was something else, too, something something wearing them. I was able to piece this together from the object's corrupted files. And she plays an audio file for you that sounds like a cacophony of inhuman whispers and mutterings. There's a character to it that is utterly non-mechanical and also utterly inhuman. Zeke and Penny, I'm ready to go. Let's go catch a swamp cabbage man. Penny walks over and grabs a fistful of trail mix. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, you are surrounded by burning forest and These robots are rapidly catching up to you. And then you see a different source of light, one not provided by the fire that you started in the woods. You see the light from a home. It's distant, but there's a small secluded cabin in the woods and you see a light on in the window. I run to the house. It is the witching hour at the edge of the anodyne pines, and the silence of the wilderness gives no hint to the horrors that occurred there just earlier tonight. This silence too, however, is soon broken, as Jeff Lynn's 1993 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra comes screeching to a halt outside of the home of Angela Atticus Jr. Oop, we're here! He slams on the brakes, and Bigfoot equipment sort of like shifts around in the back seat. And you all are back in front of Angela's house at the edge of the Anodyne Pines. All right, so walk me through it. You guys saw the Swamp Cabbage Man near here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, uh, he was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, uh, he was, he was, you know, we were, um, uh, looking in the woods because you know we were um going for a walk and yeah just a good bit it was into the woods we saw it was big it it was hairy and it smelled like cabbage Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that matches all of the existing eyewitness descriptions of which I'm aware. Did you smell the stink? We did. We smelled the nasty cabbage stink. How would you characterize it? On a scale of one to ten, one being cabbage and ten being the worst cabbage you've ever smelled. Like a good nine and a half. A good eight or nine for sure, yeah. That's terrible cabbage. It was pungent. (laughs) Zeke, based on what you two have told me about your eyewitness account and the power of the pungent cabbage odor, I think we're dealing with a whole family of swamp cabbagemen, and I think you know what that means. (sighs) I do. I don't. We better split up. Oh, wow. Dad, that's a great plan. He extends the antenna on his big-ass tricorder-looking tracking meter thing that he has even further than it was. And it was already like two feet long, and now it's probably like four feet long. And you hear a beeping coming off of this thing. You have no idea what it's set to detect because you didn't see a swamp cabbage man. And uh, Jeff says, all right, usual pattern, Zeke, Alpha Delta. I will take the western front. You two, follow your nose. And then he walks off laughing. I don't know why he has to tell me that every time. I know what pattern Alpha Delta is. Okay. You hear just crashing as like he's walk like storming through the woods and like hitting things with this antenna and just like the loudest possible uh, presence in the forest as he moves away from you. I will never understand how he managed to catch Bigfoot, but he did. You hear from the distance him just yell, uh, "It was in the urine." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. If I know my dad like I know my dad, we've got four hours now until his interview. He's going to spend the maximum amount of time he can in these woods looking for this ape, which means we've got like three and a half hours to find Angela and get the hell home. Should we also make sure he doesn't run into whatever we're looking for? Like, how are we going to manage both of that? Uh, exactly. <laughs> it was not a good idea that he's not with you. Okay, so he's going to get himself killed if he runs into these things. He is not equipped with a weapon. He thinks my gun is a taser. All right, how about this? I have my uh, my gaming headset in my backpack. I'm going to modify it real quick to be a two-way communicator with my science watch. And uh, I hand it to Penny, and I'm like, okay, put these on. You're now in direct communication with me and my science watch. I'm going to go with him because... He's going to die if left to his own devices. You, I don't know, use your brain, try to find Angela, and let me know what you find. I have to go by myself. (laughs) That's actually a good call. Okay, hold on. I tap my science watch and I say, Sophia? The time is 1.45 a.m. Yes, thank you for the time. Sophia, recall the drone. Ah, yes. I remember it fondly. No, bring the drone back to me, please. One moment, please. Okie dokie, Zeke. The drone is en route. Awesome. When it gets here, have it stick with Penny, follow her around, do whatever she needs. Trade in, Zeke. Chitamefu. Ye- we. Great. You'll have a friend. Dad! Uh, wait up! I- I want to try this new- Skunk ape bait I've been developing. Skunk ape bait? There better be urine in that. Oh, you, Dad, it's just urine concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, cool. And you guys split up. Let's, uh, let's go back to Angela. So you left the fire, and you saw light emanating from the window of a cottage, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I ran towards it. Yeah, you continue running and you see nestled out here amidst the, the pines is an adorable little Kincaidian cottage. Warm light illuminates the windows and strings of Edison bulbs cast a whimsical glow upon a wild and unlikely garden that appears simultaneously untouched by a pruning hand and yet meticulously conceived by a painter's eye. As you approach, you can't help but notice the unbroken ring of salt that surrounds the edge of the property. That's some witchy shit. So I run up to the door and I'm like looking behind me, kind of glancing just to see like where that robot thing is. And then I'm frantically, but quietly kind of like trying to knock on the door, like freaking out. I don't want to open up the door just out the gate because I don't want to freak anybody out, mm. but I'm trying to like frantically knock on the door. Roll to act under pressure. Oh shit. Okay. Five. That's a failure. Okay. Angela runs up to the house and in your haste and terrified state and just honestly not even knowing what you were doing, as you run up, you step directly on the line of salt and break it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Then you're knocking on the door. And after a few moments of knocking, again, there was lights on inside. So someone was clearly awake uh, inside. Someone comes to the door. So the door is thrown open before you, and you see a very short, incredibly old woman. Okay. She has snow white hair, and she's got, like, great big oversized, like, huge tortoise shell glasses. You lose count of the number of turquoise necklaces, bracelets, and rings that you see adorning her. Mm -hmm. And she's wearing a long, on her, brightly colored patterned dress. And she says, what? in the fuck is going on out here? Somebody set the forest on fire. Please, 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 please. Ma'am, hi. I'm not crazy. Please be quiet. Um, Can I come in? Please, please, I don't think you're crazy. I think you set the trees just over there on fire. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, maybe I did, but please let me in. What do you mean maybe you did? Please. (laughs) Let's go inside. Please, I'll explain everything, but please, we have to be really quiet. There's somebody chasing me out here. I'm trying not to freak out. Somebody's chasing you? We need to go inside right now. We need to go inside right now. She please, lo- please. She please. looks up at you with like her eyes squinted for a moment. And she says, um, you're not going to burn my house down too, are you? I, sw- I swear to God, please just let me come in. I'm just to- fucking okay, with you. Come, come, on, come on, on in. <laughs> and so I like kind of scoot her old slow ass in. Don't you touch my old slow ass. <laughs> <laughs> let me get in. And I slam the door and lock it shut. Cool, let's cut to Zeke. So Dad and I are walking through the woods. Whenever Dad isn't looking, I'm just kind of whispering into my communication watch like, Penny, Penny, do you, are you seeing anything at all? Um, trees? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going to investigate a mystery. I am looking for signs of like disturbed forest, like some busted trees or some tracks in the dirt or something. Sure, yeah, roll to investigate a mystery. That is a nine. So I think you hold one, right? Yeah, I ask one question. It says I ask the keeper, where did it go? Okay. You're following behind your dad, who is not at all, like, I don't think that stealth is a word that your dad has ever, like, read or heard or thought about in his entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh And so he has this giant, like, antenna coming off of his, whatever this tricorder thing is. You still don't really know what he's actually tracking or what he thinks he's tracking. His, His bulging cargo pockets are, like, breaking fucking underbrush as he walks past. He's stomping merrily. I think he's turned on a flashlight that is 
like a spotlight, like is so <laughs> fucking bright. It's just illumin. It's almost doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do because it's illuminating your immediate surroundings so brightly that like your eyes are adjusted to it. So it actually makes it harder to see things f- further out in the forest. Okay. And then you, so he's he's a few paces ahead of you. You trip over something, Blah! and you look down, and you have tripped over <laughs> the discarded flesh of Saber Muto. And you see emanating from where this discarded pile of skin and meat is, very clear tracks, like something skittering across the forest floor, like many somethings off in the sort of, not where you've come from, but like perpendicular to where your dad is heading. And in the distance beyond that, you see like a little bit of sort of like redness and that like heat distortion effect of the forest fire, but it's pretty far off. So Zeke throws up in his mouth a little. Uh, Roll an act under pressure. Oh, okay. For the vomit? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to make you roll anytime I think a failure is narratively interesting. Keeping puke in your mouth is a failure that is narratively interesting. I got a nine. (laughs) Oh. So mixed success? (laughs) So you vomit in your mouth, but a little sprays out? (laughs) It says... Uh, the keeper gives me a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. <laughs> so stupid. Why did I do this? Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's your hard choice. You can either keep it from coming out of your mouth, but you're going to choke on it, or you can just throw up on the ground in front of you. I throw up on the ground in front of me. I think your dad is still <clears throat> several paces ahead and just says, uh, Zeke, are you nauseous? Do you smell uh, the cabbage man? I, I, Dad, I do. I smell the cabbage man. As I'm talking, I'm just like kicking underbrush over Saber's fleshy remains. Yeah, Dad, I, I, oh boy, I just got a nasty whiff of cabbage over here. Hey, I think it's, I think we might be headed the wrong way, Dad. Maybe you need to calibrate your tracker, but uh, I think it's off this way. And I point to where the tracks are heading. He comes back and he checks out the tracks and he somehow misses the hastily covered up Remains of Saber Muto. Uh-huh. And he says, um, Zeke, are you sure these don't look like skunk ape tracks to me? Well, they don't look like... I, don't, I mean, you know, Dad, you're the expert, not me. But all I know is they don't look like any the tracks of any known animal. He says, yeah, that's a good point. Do you remember that one time in South America when I was hunting the chupacabra? Yes, I do. The bone eater. Yeah. And I accidentally discovered that Illegal cocaine farm? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was all over the news for months afterwards. And what did I say, Zeke? I said, sometimes when you're looking for something, you find something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did say that. (laughs) Zeke, we're hot on the trail of something. Lead the way. Uh, All right, Dad. Let's go. Okay, so Penny, you're walking along through the woods with this drone flying autonomously, I think probably just above the tree line. Or no, yeah. probably closer to that. Probably, probably maybe, I don't know, like 10 or 20 feet above your head. And you hear Sophia the whole time just softly singing to herself. Freer, ah, suck, ah, freer, ah, suck, ah, do me, voo, do me, voo. And then she hums the rest because that's all she remembers. <laughs> me too, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia? Yes. Penny. Yes. Do, do you have a flashlight? <laughs> no. 
I didn't bring a flashlight. But I do have this headlight. And then a big light turns on. <laughs> All right, better than nothing. Okay. As you're walking along with Sophia flying above you with her flashlight out, you kind of start coughing a little bit. <coughs> As uh, the air here is, is really smoky, and you are walking through probably half a dozen trees that are um, like a few of their branches are burning and there's red hot embers all around them like it's, it's some of them are on fire still but it's clearly rapidly dissipating and you see ahead of you that same cottage light coming through the windows strings of lights out front surrounded by a circle of salt and you see a swarm of the robots outside of that circle, seemingly systematically testing it. They're like running around in a swarm and like approaching it and being repelled and then approaching another point and being repelled. And they're mo- kind of moving around towards the backside of the house. Penny is going to try and find a tree that's like not on fire to hide behind for a minute and call Zeke. She puts a finger to her ear. <gasps> and Zeke, I think I've found something. I don't know if it's where Angela is, but there's a lot of those robot creatures around, and I don't think I can do this by myself. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, is it like, uh, is it on fire around you? Definitely. Great, I'm pretty sure we're already headed in your direction. Okay, I'm hiding behind a tree. Don't get too close to the house because the robots are surrounding it. Jesus Christ, okay. But there is a circle of salt that they seem to not be able to go through. Circle of salt? Okay, how many robots are there? Many. Okay. All right. I will be there soon. So I want to get my dad out of harm's way at this point. Mm -hmm. I want to, from my science watch, hack dad's science watch, change the time on his clock to be two hours ahead of time. Smart. And uh, as I'm doing this, when I know I'm about to be done, I say, uh, oh, geez, dad, hey, you have that interview to go to. Have you seen the time? Why don't you, um, why don't you leave the scone cape to me? I can keep tracking it and I'll report back with my findings tonight. He looks at his uh, smartwatch and sees the time and says, by golly, you're right. Zeke, how the time flies when we're hunting a big foot. Skunk cape. Zeke. If I've got that interview soon, that means you've got school soon, son. You know what they say? Um, what? <laughs> Cabbage man waits for no man. I think we can leave this for another time, son. Let's get out of here. Wait, but if the cabbage man waits for no man, then shouldn't I go after it now? He's, He's not already walking away from me. me. <laughs> 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 Shit. Uh, you know, Dad, uh, um... I made some mods to my hoverboard I want to try. Uh, I th- I think I'll go on my own. Well, Zeke, can I trust you to get to school on time? Of course. Of course you can. And then, Penny, you hear from the drone, Sophia's voice. Time zone successfully adjusted. She says, uh... Zeke, it's time to get up. Zeke, it's time to get up. And starts, like, no. loudly yelling and blaring up, like, a light alarm Zeke. around her. It's time to get up. And those robots that were Zeke. trying to get in through it's that salt circle, up. you have now attracted Zeke. their attention, and it's they are heading to towards you. Thank God. Yes.
Angela, you are inside the cabin with the old woman. Okay. Inside the cottage, this small cottage is like packed to the gills with stuff. It's practically overflowing with a cavalcade of houseplants and books and curios and more than a few empty wine bottles. And displayed prominently in the main room is this huge art deco poster of a uh, drawing of a stark, angular young woman with one hand held to her furrowed brow and the other grasping a pink crystal ball. Above that poster in a bold hand-cut font, it reads Phantasmagoric Florence. And you realize that the image drawn in that poster, this woman with huge glasses and very short, dark hair, is uh, looks to be a younger version of the incredibly old woman currently standing in front of you. Okay. And she says, um, all right, sweetheart, what's all the hubbub? I'm trying not to freak out too fastly. So um, I lock the door behind me and I'm looking at her. You lock her her door? Lock the door, yes. I lock her door. Okay. And her front door. And I say, ma'am, I'm not trying to freak you out, but there's robots chasing us. They're right outside. And I, you were the first, like, the only house, the only thing that I've seen here. Like, I'm badly hurt. I'm, <laughs> I literally got in a car accident tonight. I'm wearing off drugs. I need you to help me. I know this sounds crazy. Look out the window. There's robots coming at us. Okay. All right. Calm down. Now you said you're on drugs and you see robots coming for you. <laughs> I know it sounds really crazy, but please just look out the window. But don't, we need to keep our voices down. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We just, just look outside. Help me, please, though. Okay. I'm going to go and I'm going to look out the window. But don't go outside. Just look look out the window. That's don't... what I, I just said. Okay, I'm going to okay. go look Sorry, out I'm the window. I'm on edge. I didn't say I'm going to go outside and kiss a robot. I said I'm going to go look out the window. <laughs> No, but sweetie, it's important for you to tell me what are you on and how much did you take? <laughs> I've been, look, I know I look old, but I've partied in my day. Is it, is it, it reefer? Did you take a reefer? It wasn't like that. I got in a car accident. It was just like, I don't know. In the woods? Again. No. You drove here? <sighs> no, I was carried here by those robots outside. She says, wait, hold on. Shh. And she sort of like perks up and she like froze her brow and puts her hand to her forehead. She says, I got to go. There's something outside. Don't go outside. Don't go outside. I know. I'm going to, I'm just going to go to the window. Go like to the we window, t- but, but I've sensed a presence outside. Okay. <laughs> and she goes to the window and you see her like kind of squint and look through for a minute. And she turns around. And she says, there's a bunch of robots out there. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Have you seen anything like this before? What do we do? No, but I always thought this might happen. What do you mean you always thought this might happen? The rise of the machines. We've been toying with forces we don't understand. They're going to take over humankind and replace us in our jobs. Okay, listen. um, That fucking laboratory. I'm sorry about the language. I'm so sorry. You woke me up. You didn't wake me up. That that was a lie. (laughs) You startled me. It's late. That fucking laboratory over there. You know, they're always up to who knows. I knew a robot. Or some sort of android or a fish man or something was going to come out of there eventually. She looks out the window again for a, another second and she says, um, Are you sure these things are robots? I really I really don't know what they are. I've been on, I, I mean, I don't know, but um, they look like it. They, they hurt. They hurt. They harm. They harm. So you need to know that. Don't go outside. We need to do something. I'm but not listen, going listen, outside. Listen. I'm not daft. Listen, I don't... hold on. I'm sorry. Um, but... I used a taser on one of them, and it did help before, so I don't she know She says, if... listen, look, come here, come here. I'm sorry, I'm really stressed out. Come here. Now look, you see that? And she, she points out the window, and you see all the robots kind of scrambling around the outside of that salt circle, but seemingly unable to cross it. She says, uh, that circle, 
is a protection spell from demons, abominations, and malign spirits. They can't cross it, so either A, they're very stupid robots, or B, they're haunted. Okay, <laughs> I feel a lot better now. You feel better now? I mean, I feel better now than... <laughs> Are you a witch? No, there's no such thing as witches anymore. What do you... What is a salt circle? I'm Phantasmagogue Florence. Uh, yes, the poster on the wall. <laughs> medium. You're a medium. Commune with spirits. Channel of ectoplasm. So you're kind of a cetera. witch then. I guess it's witchy. Well then, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they're... I, I'm... So, I was on these painkillers tonight from the car accident, but a classmate that I literally knew for like five hours they invited me to this killer party on Friday that I guess is not happening anymore because I think that they might be dead, but... That's too um, bad. Yeah, it is too bad. I just moved here. I wanted to go to a party, but... I have a question. Yes. Do you have a friend who likes to stare? Uh, uh, mm, friend? That's a... Mm. So you don't know this girl outside that the robots, who might be haunted, are currently running towards. Shit, what? Hold on. Angela runs, I run to the door or window, and I like look back and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you see Penny out there, yeah. illuminated from behind by the red embers of these burning trees. And yeah. Sophia's light, you actually now hear Sophia. Zeke, it's time to get up. Yeah. And um, you see the uh, the little robotic creatures moving towards her. Penny. Penny? Sophia, turn the alarm off. Please. And the alarm goes off. Thank you. We know it's going to come um, back in eight minutes. <laughs> Penny speaks to Zeke through the headset. Zeke, did you hear the alarms? What? Are you close? Yeah, uh, I'm, look, I'm running as fast as I can. Okay, well, I'm being chased by a robot. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I'm just in a full-out sprint. I'm just tearing ass through the woods. Yeah, so you you arrive beside Penny right as these, these little critters are running towards her, and Angela is peeking out of you guys through the window. So Zeke shows up. He is panting and out of breath, and he's got his hands on his knees because Zeke has not taken a gym class since elementary school. <laughs> And he says, oh, I'm here. What's the, oh, oh, fuck, okay. Uh, and he just, he did, it took him a second to like notice the, the fire and also the robots, but he now sees them. Okay. Oh shit, and he pulls out his lightning gun and he uh, clicks the hammer on the back to warm it up. Once it's charged up, what are you doing? Gonna try to fire it at the group of robots and hope to take out three of them. You pull the trigger on this gun which you hastily engineered with unforeseen consequences. Mm -hmm. I still want to sound capricious when I do terrible things to you guys. <laughs> and you you see the, like this, exactly what you anticipated, like this, this branching arc of lightning emitting from your gun and hitting several of these creatures, not even three, like half a dozen of them. And you feel the charge coursing through yourself as well. And you feel your hair stand on end on your head and on your arms like you just like shuffled around a carpet with no shoes on mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it does to these creatures as well it seems that in diverting the lightning beam 
to multiple targets, you've also diverted its potency. And so you give a handful of these guys a static charge and you see like some pine needles kind of like floating up around them and they continue moving towards you undeterred. Piss. Is Zeke close enough for me to see all this? Yeah, I think you're watching out the window. Okay. Florence, that's my cousin outside. I think it's my cousin. It's Zeke. Uh, yeah, it's my cousin. Can we... We need to help him. He, you don't know if you know him or you don't know if no, he no, is your no, cousin. No, 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 I know, I know him. He is my cousin. He is my cousin. Is that almost... Listen, I accidentally dated my first cousin. Florence, yes, I know. Uh... Doogie Goldberg. <laughs> In 1943, I, we dated for seven months and then I finally took him home to my mom and Florence. she said, Oh, that's Bobby's kid. Yes, Florence. This is a, a great story and I'd love to hear about it more. <laughs> you but... sound so... Listen, I know it's I a know. stressful situation. You have to be sarcastic I'm, with me. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't trying to tell a great story. It was just, I was just, it was an anecdote that I was reminded of. And I do want to hear about it, but my real cousin that I'm not dating is outside right now, and we really need to help him. All right, hold on. Let me get my stuff. And Wait, she... what stuff? Uh, mm, what do you mean? What stuff? I'm sorry. Let me get my. Have, when's the last time you fought haunted robots? Literally, <laughs> like earlier today, and because I don't know from robots, but haunted I can do. Okay? Listen, do you have any? Any? Do you have a taser? Do you have like? I don't have a tape. Electric no, like, balls we can throw at them. Do I have like... electric balls that we can throw at them? <laughs> <laughs> are you a are you a robot fighting expert? I am not. Are but... you a, are you a, a malign spirit slash possible demon fighting expert? <sighs> I'm not. What are you friend? Just... What are you what are you what are you an expert in fighting then? Like I'm I'm really eager to hear your input. I'm just a social media influencer <laughs> wondering what the fuck I'm doing in this Just shitty saying, town. I don't know what any of these words mean that you're saying. Uh, so you influence media? Like you, are you on the news? Do you have water <laughs> and do you have something that will start a Spark if we throw it into the water. You don't have time to get your glass of water. Now just hold on. I'm going to get my stuff. And she grabs <laughs> from one of these piles of like like bric-a-brac and stuff that she has in her house. She grabs um, a pink crystal ball and she grabs a big, like huge, heavy looking metal crucifix. All right. If you're coming, come on. Here we go. And she runs out of the, out of the cabin. I guess I'm going with her. So Penny and Zeke, you see from this cabin the tiniest, oldest woman you've ever seen in your life emerge, um, holding before her a huge pink crystal ball, and uh, or I guess a regular size pink crystal ball, and a, a huge iron cross, and uh, Angela running out right behind her. What? Angela! Zeke! Cousin Zeke! What? Who is, who is this? She raises up the cross and the crystal ball, and she says, um, uh, malign creatures, this this place is protected from you. You are not welcome here. You may not cross this barrier into my domain. These people are under my protection. And um, the, the robots immediately like lose interest in you guys and start heading towards her and also immediately find the hole in the salt circle in front of her front door and start charging toward that and towards her. Did you break my salt circle? Uh, not, not knowingly. No, I just ran to your house. Um, I didn't willingly break it, but I can go and fix it right now. Angela, you run out and frantically start trying to gather this salt back and reform the circle. Mm -hmm. And I think you're able to do that. I think Thank you're able God. to reform the circle. Okay. But your hands are outside of the circle for long enough no. that uh, uh, these creatures are able to grab hold of you. 
And so now there's a sort of tug of war between them and unable to cross the circle of salt pulling on you and you being on the other side of the circle of salt. I'm screaming for Florence to help me. Penny and Zeke, what are you doing? So I see the commotion and I say, Sophia, go grab the robots off Angela. Okie dokie, Zeke. Sophia's run to the rescue. Sophia flies down and extends her arm and basically like drops it like a like an anvil with a rope tied to it onto these things and blasts them away from Angela. It doesn't seem like she's destroyed any of them, but she's definitely damaged a few of them and scattered them. And I think she knocks the leg off of one of them and hits you in a glancing blow. Ah, piss. Do I have my hand back? Yeah, your hand is now free. Okay. Zeke, Penny, you need to come over. You need to get into our salt circle. Why? It'll protect <laughs> you. Just come here. It's salt. Listen, do you want to argue and get ripped apart by haunted robots, or do you want to come inside of the fucking salt circle? She the robots are haunted? <laughs> yes, I guess. I don't know how to get over there. Hey, Sophia. Hey, yourself, Penny. Can you create a distraction so we can run inside the circle? We, Penny. Voila. She starts flashing like disco lights around her and like blaring music and flying around in circles <laughs> around the cabin. Okay, so Penny and Zeke Brint sprint the towards circle. the circle. Roll the act under pressure. I got a 10. Oh, one of us is safe. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Two. No! You got a two? Yeah! Two total. Zeke, you run like in two or three huge leaps effortlessly over the salt circle. He jumps over the salt circle at the end and just kind of like slides in on his belly. Penny, you start running and immediately trip over a tree root and are swarmed by these robots. No! Penny! Help! Penny would like to throw them away from her using Brain Blast. Brain blast. I love a brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel these things swarming over you, and you feel them probing and digging into you, and you Ow. feel a couple of their, like these little sharp telescoping arms, puncture your flesh near the base of your neck. So you take two harm from them uh, as they puncture their way into you, and then you just sort of like expel them away from you. You blast these little guys off of you, away from your body, and give yourself enough clearance to uh, get back up. Uh, and you run on the other side of the salt circle. Do some of them also, like, ding off the barrier that the salt circle makes? I hope like, so. Like ping pong machine noises? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's that literal. I think one of them actually crosses the salt, like you throw one of them across the salt circle, and the moment the robot passes through the circle, it clatters down to the ground, motionless. So you can cross it, but you just It seems like the robotic body could cross it. Phantasmagoric Florence runs out to kind of like to the edge of the circle past you guys and holds that crystal ball off and waves that iron cross out and speaks an incantation in what you think is maybe Latin or- Babylonian or some other unknown language. And these things just scatter back out into the darkness, into the forest. We need to go inside. 
watched him get onto it. Talk about a ghost in the machine. I don't think I'll be sleeping very well tonight. I suppose I'll feel better if you keep me company. Just let me read you some brief credits and then stick around for a bit more episode. Okay, here we go. Zeke was voiced by James Kedlar. Kenny White was voiced by Bess Lawson. Angela Akaikis Jr. was voiced by Megan Stressman. All of the other characters were voiced by Philip Stressman, who is also the Game Master. All of the music was written and performed by James Kedlar, and he did the sound effects too. Our introduction was performed, as always, by the magnificent Ethan Waldron. Additional sounds were provided by zapsplat.com. Okay, on to this episode's conclusion. Hold me close, courageous stranger. Listen, what I, I don't want you guys walking out into these woods by yourself in the middle of the night. It's like two o'clock in the morning. There's we don't know where those robots went. Like, you know, I can just I, I can throw all three into the back of the Studebaker and give you a ride. That would be amazing. It's totally fine. Listen, I, I've like I said, I've, I've never seen a, a, a haunted robot before, but I do. I don't know if you picked up my whole vibe, but I do have a little bit of experience with the extra supernatural kind of stuff. And this seems like maybe it falls broadly into that category. So do you want to help us? I think I feel like you need my help. I feel like that's clear. So if you guys can find your way back here tomorrow night, see if we can get to the bottom of this whole murderous haunted robot situation. That sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, what other option do we have? This whole time, Penny is just smiling at Florence because she's never seen anyone that has, like, powers of any kind. So she's just in awe of this person. So she's just kind of (laughs) smiling and staring. (laughs) Of course. Penny, you hear Florence speaking to you in your mind. Like, sort of simultaneously as she's speaking to everyone else, Mm -hmm. you kind of catch her eye and you hear her in your mind saying, uh, Sweetie, I know you got a little bit something else going on too. I noticed, uh, I noticed your whole thing with throwing the robots around telekinetically earlier. Believe me, we will follow up on that, okay? And out loud, because I don't know how to comprehend these two conversations at once, I just go, "Okay, thank you." What? <laughs> for for what? Never mind. Uh, 